Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we are the Book Hoes. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing all the books we are excited to read this summer. But first, we can dive into what we've been reading for the past couple of weeks. Um, Grace, what have you been reading? Surprisingly, have read things. Um, first of all, what I read, um, I read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed for the second time because I'm making my book club read it at work. So I got to read it at work because it was part of my job to read it. Um, and I've already read it before. I read it back in like 2020. This is my second time reading it. I'm interested to see what my book club thinks of it. I hope they like it because the reason why I picked it is because I really like it. I had a very good time reading it for the second time as I did for the first time. Um, it's a it's hard to describe what it is about without giving away like, I don't know. I feel like if I described it, you would be like, that doesn't sound like super great, but it is. It is really great. Sarah's read it. Sarah can concur. It's I can confirm. Book. It was really good. I really love it. It's 10 out of 10. I would highly recommend it. After I finished it this time, like I've scrolled through like Goodreads stuff to like think of topics to discuss at the book club. And I was like reading all these comments and all this stuff. And I started like getting deep into it. And I was like, I wonder if this book is on like Reddit and like people analyze it on there. And I didn't go that far, but I thought about it, which is a testament to how good of a book it is. A good of a book it is. So yes, read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. The next book I read is Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins, which is an author we've talked about on this podcast before. This book came out earlier this year. I've had it on hold, the audiobook on hold for a really long time, and I kept suspending it because I wasn't, I've been a mess, so I I didn't listen to it. So I finally started it last week, and I would finish it last week, but then I was physically incapable of listening to anything that wasn't running up that hill over and over again for several days. And so I only just now finished it today. Um, but it's about this girl. Her name's Lux. She's like in her mid twenties. I don't know. She lives in California with her boyfriend and then her, and she, she has this tragic past. It doesn't matter. And she wants to um, travel a lot. And she meets this guy who also wants to travel a lot. They start dating. They decide to go to Hawaii. They get a boat things are good, but they haven't left Hawaii. So they haven't actually traveled. And so she's like, what the heck, let's go travel. And then these two girls who are best friends that just graduated college, um, meet the, the boyfriend and they, um, pay him to take them to this like Island outside of Hawaii. That's like really remote and really small and not, not many people know about it. They pay him to take them out there and they're going to pay him a bunch of money. They want him to drive them on the boat and just stay with them, like be like their guide or whatever. And they decide to invite the main character along too, even though they don't know her and she doesn't know them and none of them know each other. Um, but for some reason she agrees. And so they go to the island. Only when they get there, there's these two people that are already there. And then another guy shows up and then things go kind of crazy. Um, it's a thriller. I gave it four. Well, I haven't actually finished it yet. I think, or I finished it, but I haven't actually marked it as finished on Goodreads. I think I'm going to give it four stars because it was entertaining and I enjoyed the vibes, but I don't know. It was very slow. Um, the main part of the book is told from the main character's point of view, like in the present day, but then there's like these chapters you get from of flashbacks every now and then. And the flashbacks are from all the other characters on the island's point of view. So like over the course of the book, the mainly the only thing that really happens in the book is for a long time is over the course of it, you're trying kind of figuring out, oh, this girl is on an island with people that are complete strangers to her and she knows nothing about them. And so it's like this dawning sense of like, oh, this isn't good. Like a dread, a sense of dread. And then it gets kind of crazy in the end. There were some plot twists that I saw coming and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm smart. So I, I felt good about seeing them coming. Um, some of it, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't make sense. And I'm going to go see if anyone knows the answer to the thing that didn't make sense on Goodreads because it really didn't make sense. And I would like to know about that. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, I don't know if I would recommend it to other people because it was slow and not much happened. But the vibes were there. So that was good. So I read that. And then the last book that I read. Wait, I just want to say, I yes. did not know. I haven't, I don't really go on Goodreads that much anymore just to scroll. So I didn't know that you read it. I did. But 
Um, yeah, I've had that one for a while because we all know I love Rachel Hawkins. Um, so, but I've seen like kind of mixed things about it, which is why I haven't picked it up yet. So, um, but maybe I will now that I know that you thought it was pretty good. Not the best. Pretty I won't go good. in with high expectations. Yeah. But don't, don't read it and be like, yeah. God, Grace said that this, I would like it because you and yeah. I. Um, right. right. I, it's also a very good, like it takes place on an island. Um, so, you know, summer, summer book. Right. Good, good time of year to read it, I think, right now. I don't, I usually, well, I don't want to say I don't mind a slow book. Sometimes I mind, but maybe I'll give it, I'll give it a try. I was hesitant, but maybe I'll give it a try this summer. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a book that I read, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the last book that I read during this time is Never Been Kissed by Timothy Janowski. I actually just finished this book like an hour or two ago. And I've been reading it for a really long time, but then I kept taking a break from it because I got other books that I wanted to read and then I got brain worms and, you know, it was a whole thing, but I did finish it and it was good. It's about another good summer read, um, which spoiler alert is what this episode is going to be about. So make note of that, but it is about this boy. Um, it's like a college romance, actually. The characters have just graduated college, which is fun. Um, this guy, his name is Rin. He has never been kissed, hence the title, but he's had a bunch of like almost kisses in his life and he's gay and he gets drunk one. And every time he has one of these almost kisses, he like writes an email to that person about like the kiss and like, you know, like a love email, but doesn't send it. So it's very to all the boys I've loved before, but like gay mm. college age and stuff. Um, so one night he gets drunk and sends all the emails and one of them goes to his best friend in high school who he hasn't really talked to um, because things went down and it's been, it took me so long to read this book that I don't really remember what went down, but basically <laughs> they haven't talked in a while. Um, and so he gets the email and he responds and they start like talking again. And then you find out that this boy that he had a crush on for so long and almost kissed is going to be working at the same place as him over the summer which is the drive-in, which is a big part of the book. Um, the main character works at a drive-in. He works there every summer and he loves it. And he also was a film studies major. So like a lot of the book talks about like movies because the main character really loves movies. And then another big plot of the book is he's, um, there was this movie that never aired that was filmed in their hometown. It was supposed to come out in the seventies and it was by a female director. And the female director was like, blacklisted before the movie could come out and she's a recluse now and she lives in the town and he's like trying to convince her to show the movie at the drive-in so because the drive-in isn't doing well and he thinks that'll get him a lot of money and so there's a lot of stuff happening and it was all really fun the vibes were truly immaculate um I love drive-ins it is my favorite part of the summer is to go to a drive-in so I enjoyed that aspect of the book a lot. And also um, the main character is demisexual. So he, he realizes that over the book and that was handled really well as well, which I enjoyed. And it was good. It wasn't like amazing, but I'll probably give it four stars. It was the, the debut. It was a debut from this author and it was very good for a debut. Ooh. So I would recommend it very much. I enjoyed it quite immensely. And those are all the books that I have read in the past however many weeks. Sarah, what have you been reading? I also did a decent amount of reading. Um, I went on vacation and I brought this book with me on vacation. Grace and Trudy already know what it is because if you follow me on Twitter, you already know about this because I tweeted about it because I was so disappointed. I brought this book on vacation called It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Very popular book. I'm sure you've all <laughs> heard of it. Very popular romance book. I was so excited to read it it's, it sounded like exactly something I would love. It's like, I, I heard it was like mild annoyances to lovers, like Schitt's Creek style based mm -hmm. on Schitt's Creek. Um, everyone raised about it. Trudy, I think you said it you like, didn't love it, but you liked it or something. Yes. Yeah. So I loved the sequel to it. That was my right. favorite so far. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you love the sequel, but you didn't like love this one as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but I went into it thinking I was going to love it. Cause it sounded like right up my alley. Um, unfortunately I did not. I went into it vacation vibes ready. Cause it takes place. I mean, it does take place like in August, I guess, but I was like ready, you know, for the summer vibes. Um, and it kind of had them. I think when I started the book, I didn't love Tessa Bailey's writing. I don't know why, 
um, something about it just wasn't clicking with me. Like, I don't think it was necessarily bad. It just wasn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it, but I could have gotten past it. But then I found out it was dual point of view. And I think I've talked about this before. I don't always love dual point of view romances. I do not like reading from the male gaze in a romance novel. It's just a weird thing I have. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, Specifically though, like <sighs> man, male, female. Yes. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Male so that's female. so interesting right. to me because I love reading from male point of view. And I think it's because the male is then like appreciating the female. And so like, it's always, for me, at least I'm like, oh, that this is a guy actually appreciating a woman and whatever. And obviously, you know, romance, so it's not accurate, but I don't know. That's really interesting, but yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it just depends on your perspective to me. Like it just feels like, I'm not saying it is objectifying, obviously Mm -hmm. if it's written by a woman, it's especially not, but like reading about like a woman's body from a man's perspective, Mm -hmm. for some reason, just for me, it just feels a little like objectifying. And I'm not saying that it's wrong or bad. Obviously it's just my personal like taste Mm -hmm. with that. Um, So I think I could have like, if it was either dual POV or I didn't like the writing, I could have gotten past that. I have enjoyed dual POV romances before. Like I'm not completely against them, Um, but it was just the combination of the two that didn't work for me. And I was really disappointed. I, cause I love Shit's Creek. I loved, I think the main character was definitely giving like Alexis Rose vibes. Yeah. I think I would have had a better time if it was like either dual POV or just writing that didn't gel with me, but I, I put it down. Um, I might give it another chance though. If I'm more, if maybe like, when I'm not on vacation, I don't want to be like really, I don't need to be like really enjoying the book I'm reading. Um, I'll give it another try. And I've also heard from Shruti and other people that the sequel is better. So I would be open to giving the sequel a try too. But. Yeah. So I've heard, I've, you're not the first person I've heard who said like, they don't like Tessa mm-hmm. Bailey's writing. So I definitely think it's something that maybe it's like an acquired taste kind of thing. Like you maybe. just have to like, like right. it or not. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think the, what I realized from the two books also so Tessa Bailey is definitely like one of the smuttier authors. Like she definitely mm-hmm. leans into that. Um, yeah. and I do think the first book definitely leaned into that. Whereas the second book still has that, but it's like in a different way. And I think that's actually why I liked it more. It's like, cause mm-hmm. they, they don't have sex until like way into the book, which is usually unusual. And that's actually one of the reasons why I loved it. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's just really interesting. Um, cause we've talked about this before about yeah. like dual perspective and stuff like that, but that's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's why there's both dual perspective right. and single perspective from mental. Do you remember, was it in first person or was it third person? Ooh, I actually don't remember. I think it was. I wonder person. if it's better. If, okay. Cause I was going to say, maybe it's worse when it's first person. It's easier when it's third, but maybe not. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't know. I think it just depends on the book for me, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, I think this one was third person. So like I said, I'm not against, maybe someday I'll give another chance when I'm like, I think I was like feeling it was the, like the pressure was on for it too. Cause I was ready for it to be like the perfect vacation read and it wasn't, but maybe I'll give it a try. Like, you know, later in the summer or at another time of year when I just want a little summer feeling type of book. Um, but yeah, so I ended up putting that book down and instead I picked up the summer place by Jennifer Weiner. Um, I've read two of her other books. The one I read last year is called That Summer. Sorry, I keep getting the names of those two confused because they <laughs> both have the word summer in it and they take place like on Cape Cod. Um, that Summer was really, really good. So I was excited when she was putting out another book this year. And it's just about, um, uh, I don't even, I mean, I'm a hundred pages in, but so far I'm not loving it quite as much as That Summer because the first hundred pages, each chapter is maybe like 20 pages, which is not super long, but pretty long. And each chapter is just a different character and you just get info dumped their life story. And mm-hmm. it is interesting to read, but it's because I, I love like, you know, deep dives into people's lives and everything. And it is interesting, but it got to a certain point around page 75. I'm like, are we ever going to progress the plot or am I just reading about every single character's backstory until we get there? But basically it's about a family um, that uh, I guess the main character is the, this, the mother of the family, I guess. And um, her stepdaughter, cause she married a guy who had a daughter, her stepdaughter is getting married, but they've only, they haven't been dating that long and, or she and her, her daughter and her fiance haven't been dating for that long. And they're really young. So the mother's like hesitant about them getting married. 
and but she's also kind of like looking back on her life I don't know it's definitely like um oh and the other thing is the book takes place like in the current world like during 2021 I guess so like COVID is mentioned a lot like Mm -hmm. they talk about how COVID like impacted their family and her being a mom and everything so it's definitely um I don't know. I don't want to. So when I say it's a mom book, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think moms would enjoy this book, especially once I have had children during the pandemic, because it talks a lot about like raising kids during the pandemic and like doing the right thing during COVID. And it's mentioned a lot. I don't really love that. I'm not, I know people are very against COVID being mentioned in books and TV shows and media. I'm not necessarily against it. It's just like pretty heavy handed in this book. Um, So yeah, it's okay. So far it's very like info dumpy very much backstory on the family's lives and everything and I'm not really quite sure what the plot is beyond like oh wait a minute I just remembered something sorry it's been like a week since I picked this book up (gasps) there's some weird like okay spoilers if you're planning on reading this book I don't think Grace and Trudy are so I'm just gonna say it so the daughter's fiance I I found this out in like the most recent chapter I read the daughter's fiance her the the daughter's dad thinks that he so the dad cheated on his first wife when she was pregnant and he she got pregnant and the woman he cheated with got pregnant and she said she was going <gasps> to get an abortion but we read from her perspective and found out she didn't get an abortion now the dad thinks that the son that the daughter's marrying is actually her half brother <laughs> i was like no no oh, we're going i don't know in. if it's true i don't know if it's true yet we don't know for sure because we're getting like the perspectives. Yeah, I know. Me too. We're getting the perspectives pieced together. Um, but I just read that in the in the last chapter. I put it aside when I got back from vacation because I wanted to finish some of the other books I was reading. But I was like, um, okay, anyway. So um, there might be some weird um, incest storyline going on. So I'll report <laughs> back next time when I finish it if it turns out they really were siblings. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just remember that anyway, now I remember it's kind of weird so far, but we'll see, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Um, and then in, in better book news, I started, I finished reading Yerba Buena by Nina LaCour and I absolutely loved it. I don't remember if I talked about what it was about last time, but, um, all you really need to know is if you listen to Harry Styles' new album and you love the song Matilda, you will love this book. Because, uh, um, I'm not going to say what it's about, but there is like found family. There's it's oh, it's a um, sapphic as well. Uh, it's two women uh, in a relationship. And it's just about like them as characters and how they've grown and then kind of how the relationship comes together, too. It's really, really good. I loved the writing. It's short but deceptively so it's only 290 pages but it took me a while to read because the text has a lot to digest too it's really well written the vibes were amazing and yeah if you're if you're interested in reading it I'm not gonna say anything else about it just go in with an open mind I I think it was also just I'm reading it at the right time in my life for me to really love it but I like, I like actually cried reading it too. Like I don't really cry mm-hmm. reading books, but I, I actually cried during this one. Um, it was really, really good. Definitely look up on um, trigger warnings though um, before diving into it, but it is amazing. I definitely recommend that one. I gave it five stars. I finished that last night. And I also finished I Kiss Shara Wheeler by Casey McQuiston yesterday. And I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Um, I like the beginning definitely better than the second half of the book, but the second half wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I expected. So, um, yeah, I gave that one four stars as well. You know, Sarah, you're one of the, um, many people I've heard say good things about Yerba Buena. So I'm going to put it on hold in my library right now. You should. It's really, it was unexpected. I kind of just picked it up, um, you know, ignoring all of the other books that I have that I already <laughs> owned. I just picked it up because as one does. Exactly. I was it had a green cover. I was feeling the vibes and I end up loving it. It's it's really good. Um, but yeah, Shruti, what have you been reading? Um, so I have come to the conclusion that my reading habits and how much reading I get done is directly correlated to the weather. So when it is cold, I read a lot. When it is hot, I do not read a lot. 
um, recently it has gotten a lot warmer. I read two books, which I know for other people are like, that's a lot of books. But obviously for me, two is very little, especially since it's been like two weeks. And I'm just yeah. reading two books a week in order to reach my uh, reading goal, which I'm ahead of. So I'm not worried about this. And I'll probably catch up eventually anyway. So um, the two books I read, incidentally, also had this common te- theme, which was not on purpose, um, which was they had BDSM vibes going on in the, these two books. Okay. Again, not on purpose, but here we are. Um, so the first book was Savage Tracker by Maggie Cole. Um, I don't know why I keep reading mafia books. I don't like them. Like there are one or a couple here and there that I'm like, oh, this is actually like fun and exciting. I don't know why, but I'm here. So I did read this one. I gave it three stars. It was a bodyguard romance, um, basically. And so he, so sh- the heroine has a abusive ex-husband that she just recently divorced um, that she had. And the lawyer is like part of the mafia. And so he helps them with getting her getting one of his like family member people to be her bodyguard. And then, you know, eventually the ex comes back and, you know, plot things happen. It was whatever. It was fine. There was like the whole through line was about how the heroine was treated kind of like a slave by her ex-husband. And so like her real life, like accepting that wasn't okay. And that was like an abusive way of having the relationship versus um, the new relationship and the new romance and how like you can still, you know, be submissive, but not be in an abusive relationship. So that was actually kind of interesting. Um, but it was like a little bit too much for me. So that was three stars. It was whatever. It was also not the best written for me either. I just think I need to stop reading Mafia Bromance. I don't know why I'm still here. Perhaps. But whatever. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, okay. The other book I read is Always Practice Safe Hex uh, by Julia Cross. It is the fourth <laughs> book in her Stay a Spell series. Um, I have talked about all of the other three books in this series as they have come out. So this is like one of those series I've been following along as with publishing. Um, and basically the series is about, um, a group of witches. There are six sisters. They're all, uh, they're all witches and they all like different types of powers. And they're like in the supernatural world. It is urban fantasy. So like it's real life, but then there's like supernatural creatures involved. And so far the first book was about the witch and a falling in love with a werewolf. Second book was about a witch and a vampire. The third book was another, uh, witch and werewolf. And I think the third book has still was my favorite at the time. And it's still my favorite. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. This book was about, um, Livy, and she falls for a Grim, which is kind of like a new character that the author has created. It's a basically a playoff of Grim Reaper, and so they really d- delve into the world building into this book, which I kind of, which I really loved. Um, basically, the Grims are like they have like this darkness, like they were cursed, obviously many many years ago. So they're kind of vampire, but kind of warlock, and they have like this demon inside of them that they have to try to control. They have powers as well. So it was really interesting, I think, getting to learn more about them. I really loved the hero in this book. Gareth was really awesome. Livy was also really great. I really loved her strength and fire and like all of that. So both of the characters were really good. I just think Julia Cross is a great writer. I really love this world and all the supernatural elements. So like if you love urban fantasy and you like supernatural creatures, especially witches, I think you'll love this series. Um, I definitely think this book in particular might've been the sexiest of the series so far. It was definitely the kinkiest. Um, there was a lot of mentions of like, they do a lot of, they also have a lot of BDSM situations. And part of it actually is part of the built-in of being a grim. There's like this whole thing about like wanting to be in control and like wanting to have a submissive and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was really, it is, it does play on the trope of like the heroine who is like all put together and has control in real life and like outside the bedroom, but then in the bedroom wants to be submissive. So like that's, if that's stuff you're interested in. So I still think the third book is my favorite, which was, um, uh, something with stitches, stitches get, witches get stitches, something like that. That was still my favorite book so far. I really love the puns in all of the titles. So if for nothing else, Those are you nice. want to read, yeah, there have been some really wonderful puns. Um, Goodreads is really slow. Otherwise, I would read the puns to you. Um, but so I did love this one. I gave it five stars. It's not my favorite in the series, but it was still very good. Um, again, I really recommend this series to anyone who wants some fantasy, you know, romance situations. And that's it. That's all I've read. I read two books. Um. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah. So you know, we all sometimes read only two books in a week. Yeah. And to be fair, one, it's been more than a week, and That's two, true. I have had brain worms, and I probably will continue to do so for a while. Um, as it is, we're getting closer to summer, and like the other things are happening. So. That's true. We all have. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we all have brain worms. We do. <laughs> Nothing we do. important that I had to say. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of if my reading is correlated with the weather. 
I know for some reason in like March and April, I guess not this year. I don't know. In like April, April's always like a rough reading month for me. I don't think I read a lot in April. I always read a lot in like the beginning of the year, January, February. Mm-hmm. I always slow down. And then by the time we're like in June, July, August, I like from usually June and July, I don't like read like anything. Maybe if I read like a book or two, that's amazing. And then like you'll pick back up August, October, somewhere in there. So I'm assuming the correlation has to do with like how much time you're spending outside. Is that it? Probably. And also for me, I'm summer. I don't have work anymore. So like I can actually like do things. That's true. Mm -hmm. Or binge watch TV shows other alternatively. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I think I read most, like you said, Shruti, at the beginning of the year. And then I actually read most in the summer and then... Mm -hmm. The only time I'm really like slow with reading is I think like April. Interesting. I was just going to say it's so like I get the whole like it's 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 warmer so you can go outside. It's so fucking hot here (laughs) that like I feel (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I would read about the same because when it's cold, you want to be inside. But when it's this hot, you want to be inside. So Mm. probably doesn't matter to me at all. (laughs) I like sitting with the windows open. Yeah. When it's not like, obviously it gets very hot where you are. So not when it's like 90 degrees, but when it's, um, you know, in like the seventies or something, it's nice to just like sit with a, with a fruity drink and a book Mm -hmm. and you just Mm. get the vibe. Let's dive into the books we're looking forward to reading this summer. So should we just, we'll just rotate like normal. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Can I go first? Cause I I have a good first one. Please, Shruti, go first. Um, So relevant, we are recording this on June 1st, which is uh, a lot of things are happening today. One, it is the first of Pride Month. So, you know, happy Pride. Um, And we'll talk about this later, but we have a group read coming up in celebration of that. Um, Also today, um, a certain news dropped that I guess I was completely out of the loop. I did not realize that there was going to be a Amazon Prime adaptation of Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. But there is, and casting news dropped. Um, and so they talked about who they cast a lot of people, but like Alex and Henry, of course, are the main cast. And the reason why I bring all of this up is no, I still have not read the book Red, White and Royal Blue. So I guess this summer I should finally do that. So that's my first book. I will read Red, White and Royal Blue this summer. So not a new Yay. release, but something I will have to get done. Thank goodness. Finally. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Since you oh. guys have read the book, what are your thoughts on this casting? I don't have a lot, but it seems that. I'm in the minority. I saw some people like not mad about it on Twitter. Interesting. Mad about it? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I wasn't paying. This was like three news cycles ago. Um, so I have, I wasn't really paying that much attention. Like I didn't read the tweets. I just saw some vague, I don't like this tweets. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's how, um, to be honest, Twitter is like that with most castings. Like I dread the day we find out the Evelyn Hugo casting. I'm going to delete oh, the yeah. app. I do not <laughs> want to hear a single word out of their mouths. Um, but sometimes it's valid stuff, but other times it's just, you know, people are just annoying about that kind of thing. Yeah. Not saying that this isn't valid. I actually have no idea what the objections are. To I don't either. So yeah. I can't but, say if they're valid. Yeah. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. like that person tweeted a bad thing right. a year mm-hmm. ago and that's, that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like usually. that. I understand. But stuff like, like, I remember when I, Liam was casted in the darkest minds movie, they casted that one actor and everyone was just like calling him ugly all day on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. I was just, that's just rude. Y'all are yeah. rude for that shit. It is rude. Um, but- <laughs> But I think I don't I don't even know their names. The guy that plays Alex is hot, so I'm fine with him. Yes. The guy who plays hot. Henry does not look like how I imagined Henry. Um Henry has like a golden retriever energy in the book and this guy does not look like he has that in the images of him that I saw. But I will restrain from um any judgment until I at least see a trailer. Yeah. I I I usually don't have a lot of thoughts on casting at this point in my life I took one look at them and I was like sure I'll take it you know (laughs) I mean my completely unbiased because I don't know nothing about the book reaction was that yes Alex is super hot the guy who plays Alex very attractive so I approve of that one yes um and then I was like I recognize this guy who plays Henry where do I know him from I actually know him from two things 
Um, one, he is the he was played Prince Charming in the Camila Cabello Cinderella movie. So I don't know if you guys watched that oh, one. Oh no, that's why, why people have been hating that? on Twitter. I so know. he played Charming. Now, to oh, be fair, no. he wasn't terrible in that movie. Like I don't whatever. You watched that? Oh, completely. With and you're best admitting friend, we just... it on our podcast? Oh yeah, of course I watched that movie. It was so bad. I watched it just to make fun of it. Of course we watched fair it. Enough um it was really bad by the way but he oh, wasn't no. terrible he like okay. you know he was forced to sing songs that sh- you shouldn't have to be singing but like he that wasn't was a terrible actor question. in it my next question yeah. was gonna be did he sing i believe he did i don't remember if they were good but um he was fine like acting wise um he definitely had himbo energy so maybe not golden retriever energy but he had like himbo energy they're close so, so they're close um and then the other thing i'd seen him in it was there was this next netflix movie called high strung um, I don't know if anyone has seen it because it was like very obscure and it was just one of those things. And it was basically where like um, it was one of those like step up kind of things where she was a ballet dancer and he played the violin on the streets, which is so random, but you know, whatever. So he had the more like grungy rebel vibe in that one because he was more like of a loner. So not the same thing either. But again, his acting was okay in that one. That one, I feel like his, that one, the acting was all around a mess. But um yeah so that was just something I wanted to point out like I recognized him I was like where did I do it so I did look him up to figure out where I knew him from but yeah I'll read the book that's that's my goal good this actually feels like a movie I need to watch because not only I think did you would I like to it. play the violin I also used to dance I think you would actually enjoy it, it like for it's, me it did like it's what if you were to call a movie a guilty pleasure that would be one of those I, I enjoyed it. I watched What's it, it anyway, a couple times. High Strung. High Strung. Okay. I don't know. I think it was around on 2016, apparently. Yeah. I think it was on Hulu at one point, too. So. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first book on my list is probably the book I'll start reading next after I finish um, The Summer Place, if everything goes according to plan. It's called Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. Um, it's about, from my understanding, just from reading the summary briefly, like two days ago, um, it's about, from my understanding, it's like a fun summer book that takes place in like a beach town. And it's about the main character keeps going back. I think it's for like six summers. She goes back to the same beach town with the same people. And apparently it's really good. I don't really know much about it. I kind of just skimmed the summary. I more want to read it because I saw a lot of people talking about how good it was on Twitter and TikTok. So when I see it in both places, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I should, I should give it a shot. Um, and I, when I, I, I'm trying, I've been doing this thing where I try not to find out too much about the books I read before I read them, because I just like to go in, you know, just for the vibes. So yeah, this one I want to read purely based on the hype that I've seen, which can be dangerous sometimes, but I don't want to get my expectations too high. So we'll see. I'm just like, I'm just in the mood for a nice, fun summer read. And this sounds like it will be that. Watch it be like the saddest book ever. And I'm just like totally <laughs> wrong. And everyone listening to this is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I hope that that does not happen for your sake. Yeah. I hope not too. That would be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My first book. I'm just going to say, will I read these books this summer? I don't know, but I do want to. And my first book is a book that came out um, May 3rd, so it's already out. And it's called The Murder of Mr. Wickham, and it's by Claudia Gray. And it is basically, from what I understand, Knives Out, but all of the characters are from Jane Austen books. Um, Oh, my God. It's a summer house party turns into a whodunit when Mr. Wickham, who's a character from Pride and Prejudice, one of literature's most notorious villains, meets a sudden and suspicious end. Um, so yeah, Mr. Knightley and Emma are throwing a house party. Ooh. Um, a bunch of Jane Austen characters are there. I think the main characters... Okay, the main characters are Juliet Tilney, who is Catherine and Henry's child. And then Jonathan Darcy, who is um, Darcy Ooh. and Elizabeth's So child. we're doing next gen on this yeah. too. And um, if you know me and or the novel I wrote that I never finished, this is up my alley quite a lot. So I do definitely want to read this. I have it on hold at the library. We will see when I get it in. Um, But yes, that book is 
called The Murder of Mr. Wickham by Claudia Gray. And it is already out. That sounds That's fun. Mm -hmm. um, my next book is also out. A lot of my books actually came out in May. So it's just kind of me catching up. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention that. The book I mentioned also came out this May. Oh. Yeah. So this one actually also follows with Pride Month. Um, it is A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. Um, very excited to read this one eventually once I can read things again. Um, basically, this is a, um, the heroine is trans and she was in the army, but like was assumed dead. So she took that moment to like uh, transition. And then she's kind of going back to her, um, her basically her childhood best friend. Um, and who is really sad because he thinks he lost his best friend. So, and they fall in love. So it's like a childhood friends to lovers, but also with like the trans heroine. So I'm very excited to read it. It's Regency. It's, you know, historic. Well, I guess I don't know if it's Regency, but it is historical. Um, and I'm very excited to read it. Um, Alexis Hall. I have not read any of Alexis Hall's book books, but like, but like so many of them are on my to read list and I just haven't had a chance to get to them yet. So maybe this is the one that I finally do it with. I'm very excited. I will probably read this one soon. So uh, the next book on my list is See You Yesterday by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This one also came out in May and it is a time loop story. So it's like the same day repeating over and over again. I hate time travel books, but I love time loop books. <laughs> so I'm super here for this one. I love time loops. I love Rachel Lynn Solomon. I'm really excited to, to get into this one. Um, my next book is called Melt With You by Jennifer Dugan. Duggan? I don't know. It comes out. Oh, it's out. It came out on May 17th. Um, it is, I guess, young adult, but it looks like the characters are in college. So I guess it's also kind of new adult. But it's about these two girls who used to be friends, but then they hooked up right before one of them went away to college. And now they don't talk to each other, but now they're back together in the same town. Um, and they're trying to avoid each other, but they can't because their moms, um, because their moms um, own a ice cream truck together, and then they start working at the ice cream truck. And so it's a summer summer romance mm. about ice cream trucks, and that <laughs> sounds very fun to me. It's sapphic ice cream, you know what's not to enjoy. Um, so yes, that is on my list. It's called Melt with You, and it comes out or it's out. It's out. That one's out too. That sounds delightful. It does. Um, I'm going to package a bunch of books in this one section of mine right here. Um, there are a lot of books I want to reread over the summer, actually. Um, one of them is Romancing Mr. Bridgerton before the third season comes out. And is I want to do it. Is this like the 10th time? What time is this that you would have I read? I think officially this, this is meant to be like the fourth time. Okay, um, that's not too bad. Because I've like read like pieces, but not like the whole thing. Um, I think. I want to do it now so that way it's like further away from when the season actually drops so that way it's like not fresh in my mind when I watch the show so I want to do that and then probably when he was wicked as well which is another one of my other favorite books in the series just because it's been a while um other books I want to reread and it's going to lead into a book that I have not read before is I want to reread Beach Read and I want to reread uh, People We Meet on Vacation particularly People We Meet on Vacation because I do have the hard copy of that book or and or like the actual physical copy of that book. And um, I am planning on a beach trip in a couple of weeks. So I might take that with me. So that might be when I get that one done. And I want to do this to kind of lead into me finally reading Book Lovers because I am the only one on this podcast who has not read it yet. Um, so obviously that came out, you know, May 3rd. Um, both Sarah and Grace liked it. So I am excited to read it as well. Um, yeah, so Book Lovers for me and Emily Henry. Just basically I want to do like an em Emily Henry little marathon. mini marathon. Yeah. I actually am reading um, People We Meet on Vacation this month, too, because it is my oh, yeah. June book club pick. So oh, I'm that. excited to see which one you like more because I know you were trying to decide. Yeah, well, then I would have to reread Beach Read, so maybe I'll do that, too. We'll see. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to reread Beach Read. I don't know. Beach Read has been it was been so long since it I've has. Read Beach Read. Yeah. It's still I still think it's my favorite of the three, too, and I want to reread it to like reaffirm that. Okay, my next book is The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. Um, I also don't know what this one's about, but I... A house always, across the lake, probably. Probably. <laughs> I, if I had to wager a guess, I would say that. Um, but Riley Sager is coming to do an event at a bookstore near me. So 
I'm going to try to go to that. I think it, it's on like a Monday though. So I have to see if I even can go, but I saw he was going to be there and I was like, okay, so I'm definitely going to go to the event and Bradley Sager books, Grace, you said it before. They're just they're like candy, <laughs> you know, they're a good yes. time. They're always fun. Are they always good? Eh, but they're always no. fun. Yeah. So exactly. yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for a nice, good, uh, I assume thriller of a time with this one. Mm-hmm. And that comes out in uh, mid-June. Sorry, I didn't look up the date. This is like one of the only ones I have that's not out yet. But it comes out in like two or three weeks. By the time this is out, it'll probably just be two weeks. Nice. Okay, my next book is called Young Blood. It's by Sasha Lawrence. And this one comes out July 19th. And this book is um, Sapphic vampires friends to enemies to friends to lovers oh elite vampire only boarding school wow okay. i will say no more i will say no more i don't think there needs to be anything else wait to say. say the title again young blood by sasha lawrence out july 19th young blood i'm adding it to my goodreads right now yes that sounds fun i'll let you two read it and then tell me how it we will <laughs> Okay. Are you really done? Are you really understanding that? Oh yeah, that was it. Okay. All right. What else there is there? I don't know. No, you're right. About. You're right. They're, else to say. they're 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 gay and they're vampires at a boarding school. And um yeah. and there's a mystery. There's also a mystery, I think. Yeah, they stumble upon a dead body. So you know, yeah, there's a little more enticing stuff happening. Um, it's like an actual plot or something. And Who then knows? they work together, I think, to figure out what the hell is going on. But so, you know, good times. Good times, I'm sure. I can't wait. The cover so is some really like, cool, too. Oh, it so is maybe some reluctant cover. allies in there, too. I think so, which is my favorite trope, I think. So mm. a good time. Yeah, that's it. So for me, my next one um, is Garnet Fat Flats by Devney Perry. Um, this comes out on July 26th, so late July. Um, this is the third book in her Eden series. I read the first two books a while back. I don't remember when. Um, basically, it's about a family in this small town and of Quincy, and then like each sibling is falling in love. And this one is about one of the sisters. And I think this is a second chance um, romance. I really don't know much about this book other than it's by Devney Perry and it's part of her series. So therefore, I'm going to read it. Um, but from what I understand, it's like a second chance romance where they were supposed to, they were in love, but then he chose to marry her best friend. And then now he's divorced. And so now he's coming back. So I have a feeling this is going to be a very big grovel novel, which can be fun at times. Um, so yeah, I had no idea what's going to happen, but I trust Dougie Perry. So I'm excited for this one in July. The next book on my list came out this past January. It's called The Roughest Draft by Emily Wyberly. That was almost on my list too. I haven't what checked out right now. I haven't Ooh. read it yet though. I just picked it up while I was on vacation. I saw it in a bookstore and the cover's so cute and pink. It's like, it's about, I'm just, I'm going to give, we all, as we all know, I'm not good at summaries, but I think it's about like two writers who used to write together and then like something happens, they don't write together anymore, but they have to come together to write it. So it's like friends to enemies to, I assume, lovers type of thing. Um, And it is, I did discover when I picked up in the bookstore that it is dual point of view. So I am a little nervous, but I've heard from several trusted sources. And by that, I mean, just people I follow on Goodreads who I tend to have uh, books in common with say that they really liked it. So I'm hoping I can overcome my dislike of dual point of view and enjoy it because it really does sound like it's up my alley. So I think it'll be a fun time. So I'll probably be reading that one soon as well. It's also by a husband and wife. Isn't it? Oh, hmm. is it? I think oh, so. I only They're had the married. one author written down. I didn't know there were two. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes it even better. Okay. I'm excited for this one. And that's uh, The Roughest Draft by, well, actually, I guess I should look up, make sure I have both the author's names now. I also need to read that one, but yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I've heard very good things as well. Yes. yes that is on the TBR. It is The Roughest Draft by Emily Wyberly and Austin Siegman Broca. I definitely butchered that pronunciation. I am sorry, mm-hmm. Emily and Austin, for saying both of your last names wrong. And they have different last names for feminism. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next book is called The Kaiju Preservation Society 
by John Scalzi. It came out in March and it is a sci-fi book because if you remember earlier this year, or maybe at the end of last year, I don't remember, we were talking about our um, goals, our book goals. And I said, I wanted to read more sci-fi books and I'm almost positive I've only read one so far this year. So maybe I will read this one this summer and redeem myself. But um, speaking of COVID, um, the Goodreads summary mentions COVID in like the first two sentences. No. But basically mm. like this guy, he's a food, he works for food delivery apps during COVID. Um, and then somehow he gets wrangled into like working for an animal rights organization, quote unquote, but actually the animals are um, uh, from an alternate dimension and they are massive dinosaur-like creatures um, and they have to preserve them. And I like, I like big creatures. Um, so I probably would like this book. I don't know. I think I read like an interview from him in book page magazine, which I read sometimes at work when I'm bored and it sounded like a good book. So it's on my list of books you read this summer. Um, my next book is um, My Killer Vacation by Tessa Bailey. Okay. <laughs> I have that book open right now as well. It was on my list, but I kept putting off, putting it off. Because I was like, it's on Trudy's list for sure. <laughs> so, so I, I have lots it. of things to say about this book. Oh, um, yeah. so first of all, we've already talked about Tessa Bailey. So, you know, hit or miss with her writing style, if you enjoy it or not. Um, it comes out June 6th. So it's actually, so by the time this episode comes out, it might already be out. Um, you may have also heard of this title because there is a ton of controversy regarding the cover of this book. Um, for those of you who are not aware, basically the original cover, um, someone else, I don't remember who, some other author released a book and the cover looked a lot like it well, didn't. the covers they didn't look anything like. No, they but didn't. The original cover artist for My Killer Vacation said that the other other cover artists like stole hers. So Tessa Bailey was like, "I'm just gonna get a new cover." So Tessa Bailey got a new cover. Then there was issue because the tattoos for the hero on the cover um, had some cultural symbol, like appropriation symbolism. I can't remember. Um, it's like exactly from what it was. Maori. I don't know if I'm yeah. that right. Yeah. So she fixed it again, and I believe the one on Goodreads is the fixed one um, where yes. they just made it like a generic skull situation. Um, so lots of controversy regarding the cover and I'm really worried because I don't know. So like, I will read pretty much, I will read pretty much any Tessa Bailey because I enjoy Tessa Bailey books, um, for the most part, but I'm always hesitant on certain tropes that I don't, I'm not like super a big fan of. So this one, however, and this is probably why Grace picked it is a murder mystery one. Yes. Obviously it's still a romance, but it has murder involved. Um, and basically a brother and sister go to a Cape Cod. So very, very much the summer read. Um, except there's a you know dead body so and then there's a bounty hunter so the bounty hunter and this true crime sister who like is elementary school teacher but she listened to all this true crime podcast they you know do some murder mysterying and they fall in love in the process so very much up my alley very much up grace's alley so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to see how this goes i'm a little worried but um i also feel like there's been a lot of hype around it now because of all of this cover stuff so it could flop we'll see yeah, I didn't put two and two together because as Sarah was talking about the book earlier, I was like, Tessa Bailey, didn't yeah. you write this book I've picked to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I've never read any of her books. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how I, I think like it. if you were going to like any of her books, this would probably be it because it also has I the murder so mystery too. element. Um, but, you know, the first sentence on this good summary and all new spicy murder mystery. So there's that. The thing about me is that I've re- realized recently is that I'm okay with spicy. I'm okay if they're fucking, you know, people do that. You know, it's, it's nature, sure. But what I don't like is the horny thoughts. That's what I, hmm. I, I've made my peace with the sex. I cannot make my peace with the horny thoughts. It's annoying and I don't like so it. So interesting. So I don't know. It depends on, if they're having a lot of sex in this book, that's okay. But if they're having a lot of horny thoughts, then it's going to be a no for me. And that's, that's so, so funny. funny. Oh that's my so God. funny for so many reasons, because usually if they're having a lot of sex, that's probably not a good book because like, there's not any buildup, right? There's no I mean, attention. I don't want them to be having a lot of sex either, right, right. but I would take that over the horny thoughts. But for me, it's like, I'd rather have the tension and the horny thoughts. So before, okay, but it's fine. It's fine. I like the romantic tension, but like. (sighs) I understand what you're saying. We have to name this episode. I can't make peace with the horny thoughts. (laughs) I think we should, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Sarah, do you have another book? I do. Yes. My next book on my list is The Final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. 
This is the third and I believe final book in the Inheritance Games trilogy, which if it's a trilogy, then it will be the final book. That's what I meant. Um, uh, I've talked about this trilogy before. I really loved the first book, didn't like the second book as much. So I'm excited to read the third book, see how it all wraps up. Grace, I just remembered you read and did not like the first book. So that is if true. you can take or leave our reviews on this podcast because I love the first book. Grace did not like it. So you'll have really to really did it. You'll have to read it and decide <laughs> for yourself. But I am excited to read the last book. I'm hoping it redeems itself after the second one and just kind of see how everything wraps up. Um, and that comes out in August, and that is called The Final Gambit by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. My next book is titled The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. It comes out July 19th. I was looking at this one. Yeah, as you may have guessed from the title, it is a bodyguard trope, but (laughs) the girl is the bodyguard and the guy is not. So feminism. Um, So the guy (laughs) is a celebrity. The girl is his bodyguard. He has um, specifically a middle-aged corgi breeding stalker. Interesting. Um, and he has to go back home for some reason. And um he has to bring his bodyguard so he doesn't the stalker doesn't find him, but his family does not know about the stalker or the bodyguard. So the bodyguard has to pretend to be his girlfriend. Um so fake dating and bodyguard and feminism. So <laughs> I'm here for it. I think it'll be great. The cover is nice to look at as well, and the book comes out july 19th and it's called the bodyguard and it is by Catherine center i think i have that on my tbr i just forgot about it but yeah well now i've remembered oh also i actually have an arc of it <laughs> um oh. i i went crazy on um net galley i was like let me create an account and i was like let me try for some things and i ended up getting all the fi- like not all the things that i tried for but almost all of them and now i have like five books and I haven't read any of them <laughs> and I need to, but that's one of the books that I have that I haven't read. <laughs> that's why I'm scared of NetGalley because I know yeah. I'll do the same thing. I've, I've no learned my lesson for sure. I did. I had, I had an uh, arc for one and I just could not get myself to read it. And so then I was like, all right, I need to stop. So, yeah. Okay. So the next book I have on my list, um, it comes out June 7th. So again, like in the next week, um, is Wicked Geek by Katie Roberts. And, sorry, Katie Roberts. And it is the third book in our Direct Olympus series. I talked about, um, so Neon Gods was a really popular one last year. And I talked about um, Electric Heart earlier, which was the, um, what's it called? Psyche and Eros uh, book, which I really enjoyed. And this one is about um, Helen. Oh, oh yeah. And Petroclus? I don't know how to pronounce it. The polyamory book. Yes, and it is about all three of them. It is a polyamory book, um, and I'm excited to read it. So basically, it's based off of the Greek mythology. So basically, there's going to be a, a competition where, like, the winner wins Helen as for marriage. So Achilles is in is in part of the um, competition, but then like Helen also puts herself in to like win herself instead. So things happen. Um, it is a Katie Roberts book, so I expect some good romance and I'm excited to read it. So you need to read that for real and then tell me how you like it. Cause I don't want it to be like just polyamory and the sex. Like I want them to also all be in love with each other and then I'll read it. Right. And I do think they will all be in love with each other. Like from just what I'm reading about it, but um, I'm also curious. I might also, I might also end up not reading this book depending on how the review situation goes and you know, all my other stuff to read, but We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll read it then. I'll put yeah, it maybe hold. you should read it first, and then I'll me. put it on hold. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Um, the next book on my list is an older one. Um, it came it came out probably I want to say 2017. Um, so it's an older book. I've had it for a very long time. Um, but I'm finally motivated to pick it up because I just finished um, Your Boboina by Nina Lacour and I want to pick up another book by her. So I'm going to try to pick up We Are Okay, which is, like I said, an older book of Nina Lacour's. Um, I've heard really good things about it. The cover is beautiful. So I'm definitely yes. going to try to pick that one up this summer too. 
I haven't read it, but I, I agree about the cover. Yeah. I've and it's it. cool. It's like, I own a, I own a hardcover copy of it. It's like, it's small. It's like a small little square. It's kind of weird, but it's cool. I really yeah. like her. I read, um, I forget her other book. It's like pink. It has a back of a girl's head on the cover. I forget what it's called, but I really liked her other book too. And, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to read. I don't know if she has, I'm honestly not sure if she has how many other books she has, but I'll definitely be reading a lot of her other ones as well. Noted. Um, my next and last book is titled How to Fake It in Hollywood by Ava Wilder. It will be out June 14th. So yeah, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it'll be almost out. Well, no, I don't know what day it is. So no, that's not true. But anyway, it's called How to Fake It in Hollywood. Um, it's about a lady who is a celebrity and she just finished working on a really long running teen soap. And so she has to keep her career relevant. So her publicist convinced her to fake a relationship with a disgraced Hollywood heartthrob who needs the publicity. Um, and that guy has trauma. So it sounds fun to me. Um, <laughs> it's on my list to read and it's called How to Fake It in Hollywood. And it comes out June 14th. Interesting. Um, my book came out June 1st, 2021. So oh, today. Exactly a year ago. Oh, wait. No, no, no. 2021. <laughs> yeah, I told you I don't know what day it is. <laughs> so exactly a year ago. Um, and that is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, I need to read this book because, you know, everybody's read it already. But um, it feels, you know, it's about like an end of summer, I guess, not beginning of summer, but it feels like a summer read. I need to finally read it. It has an ocean on the front. It, it does. does have an ocean on the front. It is a very summery read. And I have a feeling that we're going to be in our Taylor Jenkins Reads era soon because um, the Daisy Jones adaptation is dropping or they finished filming recently. So who knows when they're coming out, but I have a feeling that they're happening in a couple months. So I need to finally read this book. So. Again, a lot of books that I just need to finally read on my summer to read list, pretty much. It's funny that you should say that one now, because my next book was Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Comes back mm. in August. I didn't write down the date. Comes out in August. I didn't write down the date for some reason. Um, but also truly don't know what this one's about. But I pretty much just read any Taylor Jenkins read new release I'll probably just read because her books are fun I don't always this sounds weird to say I don't always like them but they're always fun her newer mm. ones anyway I've read some of her older ones and I just truly did not like them um but her newer ones are usually they're always fun so I'll probably pick this one up um I actually kind of like the cover it's like gold and fun a lot of people don't it like it it comes out August 30th by the way August 30th thank you for actually doing mm -hmm. your research unlike me <laughs> It's um, fine. I have good reads open. Yeah, there we go. So that is the end of our episode. But before we go, we would be remiss if we did not tell you that we do have a new group read since it is the beginning of June. Um, and we did a fun little like March Madness Pride Month bracket thing on Twitter. And all these books competed against each other. If you missed out, so sorry. But the winner of that book of the bracket was um, The Charm Offensive by Allison Cochran. And also while we're here, I just have to say, um, there was this um, like auction thing for like a bunch of romance authors who were like contributing books. And they're like, here, you can get these signed books. And all the money went to like um, uh, reproductive rights for women and people with ovaries and vaginas and wombs. Um, and the Charm Offensive, a signed and annotated copy of it, was in it. And I was like, I can, I'm going to, I'll try for that. That would be fun. I can spend some, I can spend an exorbitant amount of money every now and then. <laughs> the bidding for that, I think, reached $3,000. Oh, my God. And um, that book and the author of the Raylo book were the two highest. Allie Hazelwood? Yes. Those were the two highest ones. Like, everything else was, like pretty low like th it was like three thousand. and I was like oh my god um so obviously I did not bid on that one at all <laughs> I was rooting for you I know but I do not have three thousand dollars no. <laughs> um so anyway this is a very sought after book one might argue and it is very good I have read it Sarah's read it Shruti has not but she will have to but again that is our group read of the month it is the trauma offensive by Allison Cochran and it will 
be discussed on our episode that will probably air on june 20th but we make no promises because who knows what happens in the world but it will come out this month yes and you can send us your thoughts on instagram at bookhostpod and on twitter at the bookhost or you can send us an email at bookhostpod at gmail.com you should also leave a rating write a review and then share the podcast with all of your friends Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.